the Critically Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Critically Podcast, a place where ideas and social happenings are discussed with a view of reaching a clear understanding. My name is Richard Price. As the show's name suggests, this is a place for critical thought on liberal topics. In today's episode, I'm going to have a chat about surveillance. Do we want it? Do we need it? All very good questions coming up on the Critically Podcast. So when we think surveillance, what springs to mind? Sometimes it's the more traditional man in a grey coat following whoever, James Bond type things. But that's more of a historical model of surveillance. These days, it's more likely that surveillance is not seen. It's uh, done electronically. Uh, We've got pretty much two forms these days. We've got the state-sanctioned or government agency type of surveillance, traditional side of things. Uh, In New Zealand, that's mainly conducted either through the police or the GCSB. And then there is the less known or understood commercial surveillance. So commercial entities and tech giants who take it upon themselves to gather a heap of information about everybody that interacts with the internet and commodifies it, sells it to the largest bidder, or even maybe not even the largest bidder, but uh, they, they make money from knowing exactly who is doing what, where, when, and with what credit card, pretty much. To step back into a little bit of the uh, government side of surveillance, um, and I suppose this is where the government side and the commercial side intersect quite a bit, uh, is when we start talking about open source intelligence and how that can be used in terms of surveillance. So open source intelligence is exactly what's on the tin. It's a methodology uh, that's used by both commercial entities and uh, state agencies to gather information from a wide variety of places that they don't necessarily need a search warrant to access. They have algorithms and tools that they can uh, put in place, which pretty much puts feelers out into the internet, skims information from internet sites, brings it all together and builds a picture of, for want of a better word, the target. That's all done without uh, the, uh, the legal requirements of a search warrant saying that there is a prima facie case for a person's uh, civil liberties and um, privacy rights to be ignored. So it's the only real legal way in New Zealand and supposedly in other jurisdictions for your civil liberties to be overridden because there is a greater need, um, either legally or for security interests, for uh, the invasion of that privacy. So I suppose the question then becomes, is there any good side to surveillance? And the obvious answer to that would be thinking about a state actor or a commercial entity is yeah absolutely knowing who's doing what and when and whether or not there are threats or whether or not there are are commercial um, gains to be made 
absolutely there is a positive side for the state or for the for the company and if we take a uh, a very non-emotive view of that um, it's quite easy to uh, consider if we're thinking in state terms to consider that surveillance is necessary um the flip side of that, of course, is is there a negative to surveillance? And the mind can quite quickly get to, yes, um, obvious downsides of surveillance is you're intruding on people's civil liberties, uh, if not done in a very stringent way with correct oversight, it's uh, onerous on individuals people's behavior starts changing so instead of having a freedom of expression all of a sudden there's the mindset potentially of if this gets picked up by whoever I may get tagged or flagged or whatever as a uh, person of interest simply for holding a view holding a view is not illegal uh, expressing a view is not illegal um as long as you're not calling for violence or for harm against somebody or a class of persons, holding a view, even if it's a um, objectionable view, is not illegal. So, if we are to have um, an overt or onerous uh, surveillance mechanism where everything is being captured and everything is being assessed. We've seen that in East Germany uh, where the Stasi would have constant surveillance of its citizens. The Soviet Union was known to have uh, constant surveillance of its citizens. China, even now, there's thoughts that there's quite an onerous, even though there's very little information available as to exactly what they do, but there's thoughts that they are quite um, quite stringent in terms of who gets to say what, where, and bad things can potentially happen to people that the state don't like. The argument that often comes up uh, in terms of allowing surveillance is that if you've got nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. That's quite a binary, very uh, reductive view on surveillance. Sure, we may have done nothing wrong and got nothing to hide today. Tomorrow, the views of the state may change. And what was purely fine to express and converse with about today may not be okay tomorrow. Oh, that sounds a bit alarmist, but as we see the far right raising its feral head internationally, it does become quite concerning if those states then gather power over the signals intelligence agencies and use them, as has been done historically, to go after people with diverging opinions from themselves. And so there, there really does need to be some democratic oversight of 
what is surveilled and what is available to be surveilled and how surveillance takes place. So what do we do? Is there anything we can do? Is there a desire to do anything? I suppose the first step in that is to ensure that people know what is happening. I mean, you can't necessarily do anything if you don't know. Raising awareness of commercial surveillance, raising awareness of when you put things on the internet, what happens to that information? Seeking um, legislation such as what they have over in the European Union now of the, the right to be forgotten. And then there's the, the greater democratic side of that as well, which is supporting political parties that want greater oversight of the commercial surveillance and the state surveillance capabilities, having a far greater insight into exactly what occurs, making submissions on legislation as a citizen, and potentially petitioning, demanding that we have a greater insight as to what our taxpayers' dollars are going to. We should be demanding to know exactly what our money has been used for. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Critically Podcast. If you enjoyed what's being discussed, please subscribe. Thank you.